Hello and welcome to this uh, special edition version of the Point to Brew podcast, uh, a roundtable discussion uh, discussing an unfortunate circumstance, a sad circumstance that the National Brewery Centre in Burton has now unfortunately closed. But we have gathered a group of people to have this roundtable discussion that know a fair bit about this closure, are affected by this closure and can give their insight into this closure as well. So I'll introduce everyone one by one, but I'm joined by Jack to start off with. Jack, do you want to just introduce yourself and your link to the National Brewery Centre? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Jack Burroughs. I'm a Burtonian. I'm also one of the volunteers at the National Brewery Centre where I get to help maintain and preserve our proud artefacts. Uh, and I also get to be a tour guide showing visitors around our fascinating site. And since the announcement of the closure, I'm also one of the campaigners uh, helping to save our National Brewery Centre. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, also joined by uh, Stephen. Stephen, do you want to give us a, an introduction into yourself and, and how you're linked and impacted? Yeah. OK, so my name is Stephen Blankmore. Uh, I, too, also like Jack, have been a volunteer at the National Brewery Centre since 2015, uh, mainly concerning with running the actual Roby engine. Um, I've also got a sort of family connection with the museum because uh, my grandmother sort of worked in the museum when it first opened back in 1977. Um, of course, since the news of the closure, uh, I just think uh, it's it's rather tragic and sad, and it's it's all rather happened so quickly. I don't think we've really had time to have it sink in quite just yet. Um, moving forwards, I'm sort of looking to do whatever I can to perhaps join some group that's going to help perhaps steer opening a new museum which we have heard a little bit about so hopefully we get a new one in the future uh watch this space i guess that's something which will will come on to as part of this discussion but it's good that you guys have come on board and have direct uh links to the uh the center but uh third guest uh richard thank you for joining me john to explain the uh, yourself and how you're impacted and, and related to uh, the centre? Yeah, so I'm Richard Grosvenor. I'm um, an elected councillor. I'm an independent councillor. I represent Branston Ward uh, on East Staffs Borough Council. Um, I've campaigned against the council's overall plans for the town fund uh, project, which has led uh, to this, um, and became heavily involved uh, in the campaign uh, to save the National Brewery Centre when it became apparent that when Claus announced in September that they were going to close it at the end of October. Launched the Facebook group uh, with uh, Becky and uh, Jack, launched the petition, which has got eight, eight and a half thousand people signed. Um, with Jack, worked to the protest. So basically tried to campaign to keep, to keep it open. Excellent. Thank you very much. And last, but by no means least, the returning guest on this podcast, but for something altogether different this time, George, you were the one that sort of had this idea and this brainchild. But George, just introduce yourself for people's benefit and your your link to the, the National Brewery Centre as well. Uh, yeah, so I'm George Collins. I'm head brewer at Blood Rock Brewery in Cornwall. Um, I'm originally from Burton-on-Trent. I grew up in Burton, went to Abbott Bain with uh, Stephen, one of the panellists. He was a few years older than me. Uh um, yeah, and I moved to Cornwall and started working at Sharps Brewery, which is part of Molson Cause. And then I did a bit of time at Padstow. Um, and I'm connected to the National Brewery Centre being from Burton. Um, the reason I'm a brewer is because I'm from Burton. It would not have happened if, you know, it was a sort of what do I want to do. I'm from Burton. It's in my blood. I'm going to do it. And 
you know, the National Brewery Centre feels to me like that last little sort of, well, it's sort of like the tip of the iceberg of what Burton once was. And it, it feels incredibly personal to me that it has been closed. I, I do really feel like it's been a massive injustice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and like I said, George, you were the one that instigated um, this podcast. And, you know, for myself, for my own benefit, obviously people for listening to the podcast will know me, but my link, I don't have a direct link to the closure of the uh, the brewery centre. But I visited last year on your recommendation, George. We'd uh, we'd had discussions about it um, and you said that I needed to go. I think you told us a, a little story about when you guys went up from Padstow once and that was kind of where I said I need to visit mm-hmm. this place and I did last year and thankfully I did before it is it's now sad closure but as a you know a, a podcaster blogger writer and also someone who signed the petition petition that you know Richard has organized trying to to get the the council's change of mind unfortunately not at this moment in time I don't have a direct link but obviously the implications of this whole industry and world and scene we've we've got to thank a, a a hundred, you know, hundreds of hundreds of years of history that unfortunately some of it is potentially going to be lost. But George, you're um, wanting to take the steer on this one and, and put together this structure for this podcast. So by all means, I'll, I'll hand the bat on to you and I'll, uh, I'll I'll muck in where I can. But do you want to uh, take the bat on and, and run as it were? Yeah, thanks very much. Um, so I just I think it's a good idea that we for all the listeners explain what the National Brewery Centre is, uh, you know, w- what what it's made up of, why it's in Burton in the first place um, and the reason it's closing. So I, I pass over to uh, Steve and Richard and Jack. You guys know, know all of that. I mean, you know, if you care to explain what it is, why it's closing. Yeah, so the National Brewery Centre or the former Bass Museum, as it was when it first opened, Uh, It opened back in 1977, uh, and it was really to celebrate the bicentenary of Bass Brewery here in Burton. And when it opened, it was more just um, a project for fun, really, for Bass to throw lots of money into it uh, to really showcase Burton's proud brewing heritage. And it went on to have many fun events, such as um, barrel rolling championships, uh, metro bus rallies, steam rallies, etc. Uh, for many, many happy years. Uh, unfortunately, calls bought over the company, and uh, as they took over the site, some of these events did disappear. Uh, they did close the site twice, in fact, um, and then it opened up as the National Brewery Centre. And for the last 13 years, we've been running uh, with this idea as a national collection of not only Burton's. Uh, industrial brewing heritage but the whole of the UK's uh, which is a very important site it's the only one in the UK and when a lot of other collections are being lost and separated and broken up or being made homeless the National Brewery Centre is actually a second chance or a lifeline for a lot of these artefacts so instead of being lost they can come here Uh, we've got volunteers on site now that can help to restore and preserve these artefacts And then we've also got the museum side. So visitors actually come and look at these artifacts. So there's a lot going on for the National Brewery Centre. And also on the same site, we've also got our own brewery, the the Heritage Brewery Company. Uh, And we've also got a events marquee, which is available for weddings, live music venues and comedy. So why is the National Brewery Centre in Burton. Can anyone sort of explain the importance of Burton for anyone who doesn't know its history? 
um, and why Burton is the place for it? I can give it a go. Uh, essentially, uh, the it's not the river water, but the groundwater that uh, percolates through the Trent Valley. Uh, there are a lot of gypsum deposits, and the water is, was very, very suitable for beers such as IPA, which, of course, was a product that was exported all across uh, the globe. At one time, the town boasted something like up to 38 breweries, and you even had brewers that moved from places like London and Liverpool to take advantage of the water and the quality to make such fine beers. Um, sadly, in the end, it wasn't really well kept secret because eventually they worked out how to uh, sort of replicate the water through a process of burtonisation. Um, but the sheer output of the breweries at one point was far outstripping any of the London brewers, as far as I'm aware. And Burton went from being just a normal market town in the 19th century uh, into what was known as the brewing capital of the world. And uh, Burton beers could be found in all corners of the, of the globe. So we know why it's in Burton, we know what it's about. Uh, Richard, would you like to explain why the National Brewery Centre is now closing? Yeah, so about two years ago, uh, the council submitted a bid to government uh, for what's called Towns Fund. Uh, and they bid for a number of projects um, for funding around 25 million pounds. And one of those projects was to acquire cause buildings uh, along the high street in Burton-upon-Trent to do what they call a high street regeneration. Um, and those buildings consisted of, there's a water tower, a Carling House, which hosts cause staff, uh, Carling House car park, and then two vacant buildings that cause own, which are heritage buildings, Bass House and Townhouse. Uh, townhouse was being used by cause as a as a hotel effectively for their staff where they came over from different parts of the world to stay in while they were in Burton upon Trent uh, as it was their HQ so the council bid for that funding um, there was a number of projects like I say involved in that one or two fell by the wayside the main one was the high street regeneration and that recommendation was passed by council in March uh, and that as I've said, uh, amounted to buying cause offices for £5.3 million. Pounds. Um, the council have said they didn't know that the NBC was going to close, National Brewery Centre was going to close. And then in September, uh, cause announced that as the council was buying its offices in Carling House, it was needing to seek alternative office arrangements for its staff in Burton-upon-Trent. And the only building uh, that was large enough to do that was the National Brewery Centre. At this stage, they didn't mention anything about it was costing them money, it was costing them X, Y, Z. It was just, it's the only building large enough to host our staff. And they announced that on the 6th of September, which is when the council told us they knew. The council then released information which shows that the council knew in June, uh, June the 5th. Uh, but they must have had some idea uh, that this was going to happen because, like I say, they negotiated a purchase price with cause in March of about 5.3 million. So the council have effectively made an agreement to buy offices from course they've not enacted that agreement yet it's not been they've not dotted the contract leader of the council has said if we known the nbc was going to close perhaps we wouldn't have proceeded with the deal but they've still proceeded with the deal knowing it's going to close uh, so there's an issue there and the the, the like i say that the agreement has finally it's not been done yet and the final decision to to purchase the offices um, I've actually called that into a council meeting. So that's going to come to a separate council meeting in about three weeks time where councillors can debate that actual agreement to purchase cause offices to try and, I guess, put a delay in it or to try and renegotiate with cause if they can uh, to keep the National Brewery Centre open. 
uh, if we can do that. So it's a final stage to try and try and get that to happen. So, so why is it? Do you think that cause have to relocate to the National Brewery Centre? Because me being from Burton, I know they have other sites in the town. So why do you think it is? You know, anyone can answer this. That that cause have chosen to close the National Brewery Centre, and that is their their choice to relocate to. Well, as you've said, they do own a lot of other buildings in and around Burnham on Trent. And as Jack's just told us when he gave his presentation on the National Brewery Centre just a few minutes ago, they've tried to close it two or three times um, since, since they've acquired it. From my perspective, personal opinion, the only reason they want to close the National Brewery Centre is basically to remove a cost element for them, to remove something that they would say is a millstone around their neck and it's not to do with space. I think there's other buildings in and around Burton that are big enough to host their staff. Um, the staff, they said there's 500 staff working out at Carlin House. There isn't that many. COVID's affected a lot of that because people work from home a lot. Jack did a, uh, a study on the amount of people that went into Carlin House a few weeks ago, and it was, it was around about 200. So there are, there are buildings that they own to, to host their staff. My perspective, they're closing the National Brewery Centre because they don't want the trouble of the cost involved in keeping it open and running it. That's my opinion. Jack, have you got anything you want to you wanna add to that? Yeah, so in terms of cause trying to make a decision on where to put their new headquarters, um, there are other viable options, but there is also a lot of land that cause has sold. But the one that really gets mentioned by a lot of people from Burton is on Station Street. So there's Guildhall and some associated buildings around that area. Some are owned by cause. We understand that some have very recently been sold. Um, we've kind of suggested that site to cause. It's right on the um, back door off their brewery, so it seems ideal. Um, but we don't really have any response from cause on why these other buildings haven't been selected. So it would be nice to know. So do we have a statement from cause? Because obviously we've we've you know I'll add, we we've tried to get someone from cause to come on and present their arguments for closing the National Brewery Centre and try and explain why it has to be that site and, you know, this and that. Have they have they given out any statement to to anything, to, to the public? As far as I'm aware, I don't think they've really made any statements as such. They've remained rather tight-lipped uh, on the situation. Um, if I could just add my uh, little piece to why I think they're, they're chosen NBC, National Brewery Centre, um, as with Richard and Jack, I think they've been looking to get, get rid of it for some time. Uh, from a business point of view, it probably makes sense for them to do so. Um, but I think because their head offices are being purchased, uh, I kind of made it quite convenient for them to suddenly say, OK, well, fair enough. Uh, we've got another building here. It doesn't really matter that it's a museum or not. Uh, we own it. We can move into it. We can do what we want with it. And, um, you know, when you look at it from that way, I think it's all kind of worked out quite nicely for them. And it's almost given them a reason to shut the museum, if you, if you see what angle I might be putting on that. What, what, sorry, what cause, have said, what cause have said that they didn't intend to close the National Brewery Centre uh, or to move their staff out of Carling House until the council approached them to buy their Carling House office. And that approach in March, they're saying, then forced them to look at alternative venues for their staff and the National Brewery Centre, they've said, is the only building that's large enough to host their staff. That's the only statement Cause have made, really, about their reasons for doing this. Yeah, so I think 
you know, we've we've outlined what the National Brewery Centre is. I think it'd be good to talk about the personal relationship you all have with the National Brewery Centre. You know, why you feel so strongly that this is the wrong decision. Um, I'll start if you'd like. So obviously, you know, I've introduced myself. I'm I'm, I'm from Burton on Trent. As I've said, I'm I'm a I'm a brewer now, and the reason for that is because I'm from Burton on Trent. I, I, I sort of got to 18, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I thought because I'm from Burton, I should become a brewer. Um, you know, and that and that was wholly down to where I'm from, Burton on Trent, the history of the town, and my knowledge of that history because you know I, I'm very aware of of what Burton once was. Um, and to me, the, 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 the National Brewery Centre was the, it was like a, like a window to the past. It was like a window to this glorious history that, 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 that you know, once surrounded Burton. And, 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 and you know, I, I used to, I, was, I mean, Stephen, put your points to Bruce. I, I was always saying to you, you know, get to the National Brewery Centre. It's, it's amazing. You see the exhibits. And, I, you know, I took, I took my colleagues from Padstow Brewery up there uh, a few years ago and we took them all around Burton. And I was so, I was felt so proud to show them where I came from and the history behind it and why I'm a brewer and this and that. And, you know, we, we, we had a, we had a trip pre-planned with, with, with my current brewery, brewery Blunt Rock and it was supposed to be in November. And, you know, we planned that before we heard of the announcement and we've since canceled it because I don't see the point in going. Um, and, you know, to, to, so, so to me, it feels incredibly personal, uh, the closure. I, I, I feel like it's, you know this is going to sound a little bit a little bit crazy to, to some people who might not who, who obviously aren't as invested but i feel like it's it's a person it's it's a personal attack on me you know it, it's it's a window into such a proud history i spent so much time there as a kid we used to go i don't know how many weekends me and my granddad and we'd go up to the top floor and play with the model train set and it, it, i've just got so many fond memories there i think it was really doing the town proud I think it was really, you know, putting Burton on the map nationally. And I think it was the only place that I've, that I know of and have ever been to that really showcased what British brewing can be. You know, people aren't proud of British brewing enough. I don't think, you know, people always get excited about American breweries. They get excited about Belgian beers and, you know, they get excited about UK craft and stuff like that. But there is so much rich history in Burton on Trent and the National Brewery Centre was the place that you could go and see that. Anyone could go and see that and cause have taken that away. And I feel incredibly strongly that it is the wrong decision for the town for brewing on a national scale and in the long term for cause. I think it's going to be damaging for them and I think they've made the wrong decision. That's my personal relation to uh, the National Brewery Centre. Who would like to go next? Yeah, thanks for that, George. So it really does make our work as volunteers really worthwhile when people say stuff like that. So thanks. And um, so I've mentioned the historical and the importance of the National Brewery Centre in terms of preserving and exhibiting our heritage. But as a Burtonian as well, there's also an emotional connection that I really have to share. So everyone in Burton has these childhood memories of the National Brewery Centre, it is a huge part of the town. Uh, and we all all would say that it's a fixed part of the town. It could never be changed. Um, so to have it closing is truly heartbreaking. Uh, and even in my childhood, 
I can remember my grandfather who worked for Bass. He would take me to uh, the bus Metro Rally. He would take me to the barrel rolling championship that they used to have. They no longer have that uh, event, unfortunately. But again, it's those strong childhood memories uh, that we can all go to the National Brewery Centre and have this wonderful area. Uh, and I also had my 10th birthday party there. So again, it's these strong memories that everybody has at that site. It's a truly wonderful venue. Just from my perspective, yeah, the, cl- the clue to the title for me is National Brewery Centre. You go and look at the visitors books that, that were assigned there. It, people from all over the country and all over the world have come to visit the National Brewery Centre. It, 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 it's, it's Burton's only here because the brewery is effectively in the way that it is. And, and to close it, for me, it's, it's cultural vandalism that's been enacted on the people of Burton upon Trent by closing the National Brewery Centre. If you went to Dudley and asked the people there what they think of the, uh, the Black Country Living Museum, for example, that's, that's a reflection of the heritage of people there. If they close that, that's a dereliction of duty, of, of, of not reflecting the history of the Black Country. It's the same for the National Brewery Centre. And the, like I say, the clue is in the title. It's national. So, yeah, it's absolutely, for me, a disgrace that it's been closed. It's just completely sticking two fingers up to Burton's heritage. Stephen, do you want to you share your personal thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, both, I mean, I'm a Burtonian, both my uh, grandfathers worked for the brewery, and I think the National Brewery Centre, especially the Jonas Workshop, it reflects the architecture of a lot of these uh, great brewery buildings and malt houses, and a lot of those cathedrals and malt houses are long, long gone. And the National Brewery Centre, really, when it, obviously originally it was opened up as a Gaza de Bass Museum, was the last vestige we had of what was really great about this town. And I remember a friend of mine, uh, who was from Poland, I took her to see the model railway layout upstairs and I was trying to explain how Burton was very different and, it, uh, you know, the people seemed very proud and brewers were very generous to the town that they were in. And her jaw just absolutely hit the floor. She could not believe that we had all these railways and all these massive malt houses and breweries in the town. And for me, that that's where I thought, wow, you know, it, we're not looking at this through... Uh, a bias it really was something really special and like i say it's the last vestige we've got of what it was and i think we're incredibly lucky to have it in the first place and to echo you george to to have that have the rug pulled from under our feet that does feel very personal to me and there's not a lot left we've lost a lot in the town over the years i mean like the victorian station i know that's not related to uh, the brewery center but we have lost a lot already the people are meant over and this just feels like one final nail in the coffin of anything that's still good about Burton. And I'm truly, truly upset that it's that it's closed. And I really do hope and pray that it's not gone for good. I think I think I'll just you know I agree with everything you said. I think I'll just add for anyone who doesn't who doesn't really understand the scale or who hasn't been to Burton understand the scale of demolition that has taken place in Burton on Trent. You know, when you go to normal town, you have the the big shopping centres and the big the big supermarkets. They're always on the outskirts. Burton, they're all in the centre of the town, because the whole of the centre of the town was previously occupied by the biggest breweries that, that you've ever been seen in this country. So, the the whole town feels empty. You, you know, you, there's 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 a few fragments of this grand old brewery architecture. You know, this amazing. You know, big rounded arch windows these giant malt houses brewery houses water towers and and to to you know if if you go to burton now without knowing the history 
you would have no idea what the town used to be and 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 you know so so much has gone if you you know if, if you're ever in Burton you walk through the town you're highly likely to see little named paving stones along for instance Station Street with Bass and Co written on and they outline in the old boundaries of the old breweries you know it was it was a town like no other it was a town that was built solely on beer you know there's other great industrial sort of towns you know one might say like the jewel of the empire you know these great industrial towns but nowhere of that nowhere else in the uk was as committed to a single means of production as burton on trent was to beer so it is in it's it's in the blood of the town and the town now since that mass amount of destruction feels very very empty to me obviously i never saw it i'm 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 26 i I know you know everything i know is from the national brewery center but you know the little remnants and the little sort of you know weeds growing through the sort of modern concrete crap that makes up the town now just gives you a sense of what it used to be so you know the, the national brewery center is that last it's that last piece left it's the last thing left and it's and and it's now potentially going like you say it was basically a town built around a brewery that's what it was it it was literally the houses sort of fitted in around the brewery you know um, they had a huge amount of land and i i I don't want to get too burton except you know kind of centered on burton too much because it is the national brewery center but you know you have to understand that we you know all all of us are from burton you know we we live in burton we know what i don't anymore but you know we we have that that level of personal connection but but it's not just it's not just about burton you know, it, it gives you a window into the country's brewing, the country's history of brewing and how it's shaped global brewing practices, global brewing styles. Uh, you know, I mean, what's the what's the biggest, most popular style of, of uh, beer in the craft industry? IPA. So, it's, you know, it's it's that is all thanks to Burton on Trent. And it, it really upsets me. That people don't realise that and people don't acknowledge that. And the National Brewery Centre is a brilliant example of acknowledging the town's history. So what's the, uh, what's the public reaction both in Burton and on a national level then guys? In Burton, like I say, we started the Facebook group within days. We've got three and a half thousand members of that. Uh, we launched a petition. And again, within a week, we've got roughly eight and a half thousand, eight thousand four hundred people signed the petition to keep it open. Uh, Jack organized a protest uh, March around Burton, for which we got some banners and some, you can see the poster behind me, one of the posters and banners made up. And we had over 400 people on a march around Burton uh, to to show our passion to try and, try and keep it open, chanting, um, save, save the Brewery Centre and uh, what a disgrace cause was. So the public reaction in Burton has been overwhelmingly in support of trying to keep the National Brewery Centre open and getting behind the campaign um, to stop course closing it. Yeah, just to add on that as well, it's not only a local Burton outcry, as Richard was saying, there is also truly a national outcry. Uh, We've had the Museum Association. um, They talk about the future of Burton Brewing Collection is in doubt. Um, They really are concerned about what's going to happen to all of our artefacts. We've also had camera jumping in. they're again hugely concerned for our artifacts. They describe the National Brewery Centre as 
the only museum in the UK focused solely on our brewing heritage. And again, it just shows this isn't just a local problem. This is the whole of the United Kingdom coming together mm. to try and save the National Brewery Centre. Um, and we've also had the International Stationary Steam Engine Society, uh, who are very concerned for our one of our exhibits, which is the Roby Steam Engine. Um, and the statement from them, uh, just a nice little snippet that I'll read out is, um, they say the National Brewery Centre is the de facto national museum of brewing industry for the UK and a huge heritage importance to both British brewing technology and Burton's urban heritage. They then go on to say, it seems ridiculous to propose moving such a large and diverse nationally important collection to such a much less adequate site for something as trivial as office development. So it's not just um, us locally. There's lots of people with lots of different valid reasons for wanting to save our National Brewery Centre. I mean, I don't want to take away anything from what you've just said, Jack, but uh, from a personal view, uh, there's a group that I'm involved with. As I went to Downhill Festival last year and there's people that are all from all over England. Yeah. Some of them may not have any interest, particularly in beer, per se, but not a single one of them has said, wow, what a fantastic move this is. You know, in fact, some of them are almost more outraged than what I am. And they've sort of asked me, how, how do you feel about this? And it's sort of, well, how do you think? But, um, you know, so I think on a, an organisational level, like you just outlined, that, you know, there are organisations out there that are wholeheartedly against it. And I think yeah. uh, as a sort of an average person, as a layman, you know, I, I've, I've not met anyone yet that's uh, said it's a good good idea. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I just uh, I, I agree with all of that. I just I just thought to add, you know, my, my my partner's parents live thirty seconds from the National Brewery Centre, and it's their local, so they're they're very disappointed in the closure because that's you know the brewery tap is is their local. I've had I did a fairly spicy Instagram post about it, just sort of highlighting how I felt. It has you know since been redacted a little bit, shall we say? It's been uh, tamed a little bit. Ringed it in a little. Yeah, ringed it in a little bit after some advice from uh, my partner and some other people. But uh, I mean, it was it was a reflection of how I felt. So I you know, I, I that, that that is how I feel. Uh, but um, you know, it it's um, I think I think the fact that you're saying that though, George, is that you you redacted it, but it's. It's a very emotive thing, you know, for for yourself and and the others yes. that have been, you know, yeah, Burtonians. Yeah. But from from a yeah. wider perspective, like you say, it's not, you know, Burton is the birthplace of the IPA, and a lot of people in this now craft beer world won't understand the significance of what they're drinking yeah. now. Obviously, it's it's uh, quite a significant few steps away from what it was historically, but it, it it's. Yeah. Without, like you say, without Burton, there wouldn't, you know, necessarily be the IPA. And I think it's without people going to appreciate that you said, like Stephen said, you know, it was a, a city or a town built around a brewery. You know, it's when you look at that model or the scale of what they had and the fire services had and the railways and the scale of how many, you know, you know, bits and pieces they had, the infrastructure they had there. It's that that sort of outnumbered and outweighed many other bigger towns and cities around it nationally. And and like you say, internationally, people, you know, Americans come here and lord over our history with beer and cask and our brewing history and heritage. You know, they'll come and sit and drink 
And where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Where's it gone? Exactly. Where's it gone? Exactly. You know, where you think yeah, these these that's... people won't be interested in it because you know everyone thinks that America's you know American beers light years ahead, but they just want to come and see our history because they don't necessarily have it, and now part of that history has been ripped out and taken away it is an emotive thing like you say and people are reacting it might it might be knee jerk but i don't think it's unjustified after after i retracted some of the statements i said because i think it's unprofessional um i my my instagram account is on is on private so 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 people can't normally get it i i put it onto public because i did some hashtags and i wanted people to, to sort of see it who was searching up beer hashtags in the uk and i've since had a number of people in the brewing industry nationally messaging me saying oh hi i saw you post this and that i think yeah i can't believe it's happening can't believe this can't believe cause are doing this you know so there's there's been a lot that you know probably over 10 yeah yeah it, it must be over 10 people have in the industry messaged me saying how sort of outraged they are about it and and also i've had you know, I was I was uh, cleaning down the brewery Thursday night, and in our tap room we have the quiz. And um, this this chap called Sam, who lives in Polseth just down the road, came in, and uh, he was like, "Oh, I saw your post. I saw your post on Instagram." And I was like, "All right, all right." He says, "Yeah, I can't believe they're closing the museum. I can't believe it. I can't." And 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 he was actually quite sort of emotive about it. And I think it's 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 not just like personal to people from Burton have a connection to it but I think it's a public wide thing people people I think are proud of the heritage they're proud of what what Britain is they're proud of the impact it's had on a national scale and this I think it's it's not irrelevant but 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 it's not always the most important thing what the subject is what what the impact was it's the restriction and deliberate destruction of this country's heritage which i think can emote a lot of people yeah yeah i would agree with that entirely i mean there's other things that people don't realize about the town i mean the first not the oldest but the first race of trademark we all know what that was well, of course we do it was the first that's true it's on my wall just over the there first <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and, and even in the town it had the largest internal railway network of any business in the entirety of Europe and when you think that there was I think something like nearly 17 miles of railways across the town moving this beer about and of course Mr Bass played quite a good business strategy really because he was a major shareholder in the middle of the railway which took a lot of his beer down to St Pancras and St Pancras has recently put up a, a information board what's that about that's about the station and the ale stores that were underneath um, the station so uh, I mean even London are acknowledging our history in some capacity, and it it just feels so wrong that we're sort of trying to brush it under the rug. I mean, well, it's not us, but you know, those that be are trying to brush it aside, and uh, I just can't, I can't get my head around it. I, I really can't. I, I just so I mean, we're all baffled in this situation. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. So 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 the general consensus, everyone's a bit baffled, and I haven't spoken to anyone who who agrees with it. Not not a single person I've spoken to. Or I've heard is you know through the through the grapevine has agreed with it, so it seems to me like <laughs> the wrong decision. I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm a layman, but it seems to me like it's a negative decision. Yeah. Um, what damage do you think it will cause both the town of Burton on Trent? I think we've glossed over a, a few bits and bobs, but also 
brewing heritage and national heritage in Britain? What what do you all think? Well, the main thing for me is that the brewery centre really, uh, if we're going to just talk exclusively Burton immediately, it is the biggest tourist attraction we really have in the town. I, although we have got clay mills, and I don't want to take anything away from them, but it's still one of the biggest tourist attractions we have. And I, I'm under the belief that it's been mentioned in the council about trying to increase tourism and football into the town. But how does that increase it if you're closing it down? Uh, and there's going to be, what, a two-year gap before a new museum potentially opens. And I think maybe if the new museum was already ready and it was just a case that we're transferring exhibits from one home to another immediately, maybe we'd be a bit more relaxed about this, perhaps, but that's not happening. And so because a lot of the artefacts and exhibits are not necessarily owned by the museum, some of them are owned by private individuals, what you're going to start finding is these things are going to start disappearing and they're going to start going various which ways and they're never going to return again. And so a collection that's sort of whole has been dispersed. I mean, like the Steam Loco and um, the Woods Planet Loco, I mean, that there's talks they might go to, say, Chase Water, which... They'd have a loving home there, but then it's something that I feel once it's gone, it's not coming back. So I think you've got all these archives, you've got a lot of books, a lot of brewing recipes in the brewery centre. It's like a a national record of everything. And if things just start disappearing and going every which way and no one's kept track of them, then you've lost all of it. I think think that's really, really well put. I just want to, sorry, add that the way you put that is really good because it's not just about what is from Burton it's the collection that has been bought well brought together in Burton at the National Brewery Centre and I think you highlight that really well because it's not yeah it's not just it's not just sort of Midland centric it's it's national and this breaking this apart the the likelihood of it ever coming together again is very very low you know so it's yeah I think another damaging aspect is as well is a lot of people have obviously deeply upset by this but I think because there's going to be such a delay in a new museum potentially opening you're going to have people that maybe will even completely forget about it in the meantime or they won't want to visit um, the current museum relied heavily on volunteers to to keep the day-to-day thing running and keep the exhibits looking good and, and maintain things and I just think maybe you're going to struggle when something does eventually reopen to uh, attract people you know because they will have been used to not doing that like, like we all were in COVID we got out of the habit of doing certain things and we just never returned there are a lot of artifacts on site and it's a very valid point um, but the museum is also about educating people and that for me is an opportunity that we are going to miss in the meantime before a new museum is opened it will take many years and everybody in the UK knows Burton is the brewing capital as the world and that is thanks to our national brewery center uh, but i do feel that if we lose our national brewery center and the new proposed museum is actually called the burton heritage center if we don't have a national brewery center here in burton i just feel that the connection between burton and its infamous brewing history and its breweries is just going to be lost so burton will just become another town on the map no different from any others. And that for me is just such a huge loss because I've grown up knowing, um, you know, I'm from Burton, brewing capital of the world. Everybody knows Burton, but by the time I'm older, that might be lost forever. I think as well with the heritage, the, the heritage brewery as well. I mean, they got a lot of the old Victorian recipes that um, 
a, a few of the brewers are doing a really good job at making small batches of them, but resurrecting them. And um, I don't know if George has ever been so lucky to try some of them. I know Jack probably has, but uh, a lot of these <laughs> of beers them. that they were resurrecting, they were really some fantastic stuff. Um, and, you know, what's going to happen to all those? I mean, I know, I think Paul still owned quite a lot of recipes like for the Worthingtons and stuff. And um, I wish they would resurrect some of them, to be honest. But hey, oh, they haven't. But, you know, you're going to lose that aspect as well, you know, because the Heritage Brew is closing. So no one's going to be making these historical brews. And, you know, like you say, George, there's a, a massive movement in craft brewing and trying all sorts of weird and wonderful things with beer, like putting orange flavours in it and all sorts of things but i think you know if, if some of these victorian ipas that they really did resurrect and make a small batches i think they would probably knock the socks off quite a few yeah, things yeah. that being made to be honest uh, yeah i agree I, I i agree i think that's that i think we, we we may have uh sort of glossed over it a little bit but but the closure of heritage brewery is also a massive impact you know they are they're brewing as traditional british beer style as you can get from the archives on site in Burton on Trent in the National Brewery Centre, you you cannot get more well a, a a more shining example of British brewing heritage in the taste in the you know it, it is it is it's there and and you know whenever I'm talking to because because you know I, I, I've got friends at shops um, who are Molson Coors and they've you know I'll, I'll get the odd text saying oh i'm up in burton where shall i go and i i always say well, well first of all you should go to the national brewery center and you should go around that and then you should try the uh, masterpiece ipa which is one of my favorite beers and then i always say you should go to the elms or you should go to the coopers or you know one of the other pubs but but you know it's that i feel like maybe going off 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 topic here but nationally i feel like there is a lack of respect potentially for the history of brewing in the UK. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new trendy breweries opening up doing mixed fermentation, doing sort of like traditional Czech lager stuff, but there's no one on, from, 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 from my point of view on the national sort of craft stage doing exclusively proper, British traditional brewing, barley wines, imperial IPAs, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Baltic export beers, you know, all those amazing examples of style evolution that happened in the UK, not just in Burton. And I think it's a real gap in the craft market, you know, a premium UK producer producing bottle condition and cask stuff that that is is being forgotten about and that's and that's and that's you know that's that's the issue to me i think it's going to be a real real shame and i think it might it could be the nail in the coffin for british brewing heritage on a global scale not just a national scale if this if this brewery center goes for good and if the heritage brewery goes because they're the only ones i can see who are actively exposed to the archives exposed to the records and recreating them yeah. like for like there's, there's no one else i know doing that um i've got yeah. a little slight funny accolade regarding that because they they've got a lot of recipes out the archives and they you know uh, the head brewers made quite a lot of them and i think he, he was saying to me once that there was probably only maybe a couple out of all the ones that he made that he could see why they were consigned to the archives and forgotten about but 
on the on the whole, they were all pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know if the, if there's any direct link there, George, and and what you guys have been saying there is, you know, with the the records and the archives. Only recently we've seen, um, you know, the Allsops brand revived, and um, you know, the descendant of the Allsop family, Jamie's revived that, and I'm imagining a lot of the recipes potentially were recovered from those archives. Uh, there because obviously they were on site at one point weren't they in time um they they were in burton they were burton based well the brewery that they occupied is yeah. still standing yeah yeah so i mean with without it you know the, the revival yeah. might not have happened so you know it's it's one of them yeah it's 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 very important that that you know the, these archives are preserved because if if they're not one on display and two sort of available you know like 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 look up looked after preserved organized then it is really the destruction of brewing heritage in the uk the impact it's had on a on a global scale so you know it is like all sops would not be reviving if they weren't if they were not from burton on trent if all sops had been from i don't know barton under needwood they would not be putting barton under needwood on their bottles would they it's 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 the burton brand you know so what what do you guys I feel like we've been we've been very sort of crit, you know critical of the closure. It's a difficult question, but do you think anyone can shed light on why anyone, cause council, whoever, may think that closing the National Brewery Centre and potentially relocating it is a good idea? Can then is anyone what he figures um, any any kind of evidence to why they think it's a plausible? Reaction. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll present this from the council's point of view. Um, the main thing that they want to achieve with this leveling up fund is they want to develop a waterfront uh, style marina. Um, and they've chosen the site of Carling House for this. So they are adamant that they want this land um, and that they can also bring in the use of these two derelict buildings that are currently on the cause headquarters site. These are called townhouse and bathhouse uh moving the museum here uh to be near this new development i suppose the council is looking at these two derelict buildings which are in dire state and would cost millions of pounds to do up and they may be thinking that you know if we could get this national level funding it would be a huge opportunity um to salvage two very beautiful buildings if i'll say um so that is probably the upside if this does go through is we will be saving two very magnificent buildings, uh, which have uh, a lot of history, just as, just as much history as the national brewery center site, which is the old engineering works of bass brewery. Uh, and it will be overlooking a new waterfront development. I think just to add on to that, Jack, we might want to make it clear that the two properties, you know, the reason why they're very historical is because one was the Bass Townhouse of the Bass Brewery, yeah. and the other one was their sort of headquarters. So, of course, they do have a lot of historical value to the town as well. So, yeah, like you're saying, the museum site does have a lot of, of, of history and, and heritage, but these two buildings also do. And I suppose if you're looking at it from a different way, they're going to bring these two buildings back into use, which otherwise might sadly just completely fall into dereliction and and God yeah. knows what might happen there. We might lose them. So, yeah, looking at it from that side, I, I kind of get that. But yeah, um, maybe if the new museum was already ready and prepped and it was just a case of moving on to another straight away, then perhaps we'd all be a bit more like, okay, 
it's happening, fair enough, we've still mm. got it, but yeah. there's this uncertainty of this time period, isn't there, that, that things are going to take in order for this to happen, which I think is the thing that's unnerving people most. Yeah, it's not just a time period, so uh, Jack and Stephen are right, really, about the development. So the council want to develop High Street, effectively, and the waterfront uh, area. On Carling House, the Carling House car park, they're going to build 22 affordable houses. Um, they're going to buy the water tower and build a, a plaza start development around the water tower uh, with potentially an indoor facility that will host an indoor skate park. And Bass House and Townhouse, there's a suggestion that they'll keep Townhouse as a hotel um, and Bass House will incorporate what the leader of the council has described as a heritage space. So the National Brewery Museum will go. I mean, I mean, there's not going to be a National Brewery Museum again. It's going to be a heritage space, effectively. And I don't think you can have a brewery museum which is not on a brewery site or doesn't incorporate a working brewery, and, and the Bass House will not be that. So the council have spent the money to acquire the buildings. They haven't yet got the money to do the buildings up. That's The, the money to buy them was Towns Fund. The money to do them up, another £8 million, quid, is from the Levelling Up Fund too. Uh, which they've not been awarded yet. And I'd have to say that's a huge risk given the state of the finances of the country, where the government is, where the government needs to make savings. I think awarding another 8 million quid or 20 million quid as it would be for another two projects to the council is a, is a high risk strategy. Um, and I could also say there is no business plan for what's going to happen to the Heritage Centre in terms of funding it moving forward. Ongoing costs, running costs, who's going to run it, who's going to operate it, what the impact is that going to be on the council's budget. There is nothing that anybody said about what's going to happen to the funding of it moving forward. It's a huge risk. I know Stephen said oh, it'll be a couple of years. Personally, it's going to, we'll be lucky to have a new heritage centre in the next four or five years. And in that time, what's going to happen to the collection? Where's it going to go? And it's not all going to be housed there. It can't be because there's external displays you know there's the there's the the engines there's the uh, the lorries there's the the vans there's everything on the external there's two horses there's, well the horses absolutely the the external stuff as well which will not be displayed at bass house it will not be the same it can't be it's not big enough to be the same it's not an appropriate site to be the same there's a huge risk that it won't it just won't happen it just won't happen that's a big big risk so from i'll just throw this in the mix from, being from Burton, I remember Bargates. I, I remember having birthday parties there. Yeah. Um, going on the bowling alley. So that whole that that site was not down. I don't know, 10, 10, 10 15? I can't remember. You know, it was maybe a decade plus. I think it was about two thousand and nine. Twelve, 12 years. Exactly. What it was it? Twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. There we go. So somewhere in between ten and fifteen years ago. So twelve years ago, that was that was demolished. Uh, and there were all sorts of rumours around town, you know, this and that, Tesco. I heard rumours at Tesco moving there, this and that. Um, so why is it that that site has been empty ever since and it is a direct neighbour to Carling House, the current headquarters of Molson Coors? So why is it that the council need to have Carling House's site, but they are perfectly happy to leave the old Bargate site empty doing absolutely nothing can 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 anyone shed some light on on how that is how that is continuing to go ahead okay so i'll give you some background um the site bargates uh, the shopping center was effectively owned by tesco's they brought it all up in 
and please more close everything down and then we're going to build a great 840,000 square foot tesco's there potentially on stilts uh which would have um blighted the town center the council bought that bargate site off tesco's for four million pounds um and then demolished it uh, and it's a grassy area but always looked to try and get somebody on board to develop it um, um in in such a way that you know could be beneficial to the town the council didn't have the money at that point in time to develop it themselves or come forward with a plan that they could then fund themselves. So they were looking for a developer to come on board to build on Bargates and to acquire the site. They have got a developer on board. The plans have been submitted for Bargates, which includes houses. The developer's called Jessops. Um, they've got planning approval to do that, but the deal to sell the site to Jessops hasn't yet been completed. Um, and personally, they, the council have been in for three funds over the last 12 months, uh, and the total of the three funds is around 50 million quid. There's Leveling Up Fund, which is 20 million, the Towns Fund, which is 24 million, and there's another 4 million shared prosperity. Personally, if it had been me, I would have put a project together for the whole Bargate site uh, using the 50 million quid to develop it, as sort of Jack has suggested in what they want to do now on sort of Carlin House, the Towns, sorry, the, the, the Water Tower is sort of a, a marina style development. With 50 million quid on Bargates, you could have done a proper job there and that would have attracted people to burn. Sorry, so 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 what you've suggested to use Bargates. So with, with the council's current plans, will got will, will Bargates be incorporated into that? Or is it still going no. to be an empty site? So so Bargates, the adjacent site will still be adjacent and well but empty. Well, there's planning approval on it to a company called Jessup's to build effectively a yeah. it mixed use, but it's predominantly housing. Um, and that planning approval is in place, and that will still be moving forward for for that for that development um, with with Jessup's the company. Uh, and it has taken a while for a developer to come forward to 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 come forward with a plan for Bargates and to and to acquire it. Do do you think that is a responsible place for a development? Being from Burton, it's if anyone doesn't know, it's on the riverfront. It's next to a a uh, one-way system around a hotel, over a bridge, over a river. Do you think that's a, a a responsible place to build a housing development with obviously increased traffic? Because to me, it doesn't seem like the best place to build loads of houses. It seems like it's going to cause an absolute nightmare with traffic. Well, there was an SPD or a, a specific planning document in place which says that there can be residential built on Bargates. From my perspective, with 50 million quid, no, because with 50 million quid, you can get a better deal. But without the funds that the council have bid for, the, the council has spent four million quid on that site. They do have to secure best value, what's called best value in terms of monetary value for the residents. So they would, yeah, they've gone through planning approval with Jessos for housing, obviously determining that's best value for, for the money that they've spent. But with 50 million quid, no, it's not. I, you know, I'd absolutely go with something else on Bargates for that account. Yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. Um, so we've talked about, Molson Cause's point of view of why they think it's a good idea, uh, why they think it's the right idea, why we disagree with it. Um, can Stephen and Jack talk a little bit about the rehoming of exhibits? Um, do we know how they're being stored? I've, obviously, I'm not in Burton. I've heard all sorts of rumours about them going into shipping containers. You know, these, these archives yeah. and stuff that have been kept tight for all these years and now going into condensation full shipping well, we don't yeah. really know for definite is a short and sweet answer to that one um obviously some things like like bass number nine the, the steam locomotive i mean that's owned by staffordshire county council for example um 
I don't think they've particularly made it clear what they want to do with that yet. Would they put it back on loan to a new museum or would they move it on to a preserved railway who would perhaps restore it to steamable condition? Uh, same with the Roby engine. Uh, I mean, there's some... I mean, the flywheel itself, although it will come apart, it's six tonnes in weight. And I know the steam engine will kind of come apart a bit like a kit. Obviously, you've got a lot of weight, and, and anyone who knows the Roby shed, that's not going to be an easier task to get that out of there. And it, it makes me worry that it will mm. just be deemed too expensive to move. So if someone can come and dismantle it and take it away, they're welcome to it. And then where's it going? Um, and, and, and that's that's the worrying thing. I mean, if someone had turned around here and said, OK, we can promise you and guarantee you all these artefacts are going off site. They're in a secure location. Uh, obviously, they probably won't divulge where they are. But if we'd had that reassurance, but we haven't had anything. Uh, and, and I've seen this week on the Facebook post, you know, the vehicles have been loaded into the back of trailers uh, and have started leaving site. Where are they going? Uh, and nothing's been said on that. I mean, some of them are owned by other companies like Everard. I suppose they have in their vehicle back, and that's fair enough. At least we know it's still around. But uh, there doesn't seem to be any insurance. And then things like paper archives and stuff, well, I would have thought they have to be stored in some sort of special condition. You can't you just think them in the back yeah. of a storage container and, and hope they'll be okay. Um, you know, because that was part of the, the archive upstairs. You know, they said the aircon was broken and uh, these paper artifacts are starting to deteriorate as a result. So, how are they going to be looked after? Where are they going to go? Who's going to look after them? And it, it all seems rather silent on, on that, which is, yeah. again, adding to the frustration and the anxiety that we all have. So, Jack, do you know where the exhibits in the archives might be going? Do you know? Um, yeah. So, what I'd like to point out first is we've discussed the new proposal for a museum which is many years away and yet we're in a position where the National Brewery Centre is closed Um, and the first stage of um, trying to redevelop the current National Brewery site into the new um, Corps headquarters actually starts with just one building which is right at the front we call it the blacksmith because that's what it was originally uh, back in the days of Bass uh, going back 100 years Uh, That's the first building that they need to empty, uh, and that's the building that they're going to use for their headquarters. And when I spoke to a cause director, um, they told me that they were going to put all of the artefacts from that building, uh, which is a lot of the industrial apparatus for uh, the brewing process and pretty much all of the archives, hundreds of thousands of items that are in that collection uh, made up of paper, wood, metal, etc., um, most of them are going to go into the joiners building, which is another building on site, uh, which currently isn't actually heated. Um, the gas has been cut off just this year. So we need to look at uh, what's going to happen to that building to make sure it's heated. Are they going to put uh, electric in? Are they going to reconnect the gas line somehow? Uh, and when I spoke to the cause director, I did very rightfully say, not everything will fit in there. There's some of these large apparatus and uh, lots of paper documents that physically won't fit in that building it's already got its own ex exhibits in there uh, and the response that i got from the cause director was they're going to have them on site but put in containers uh, as you mentioned that's where the um, news came from from a cause director uh, but obviously the containers they won't be heated uh, they won't be humidity controlled it just won't be suitable for any of the artefacts on site. 
But now that we have very rightfully put that news on Facebook, it does seem that Cause is backing away from that idea. So I would actually say we do not know how these items are going to be stored. Um, we hope that everything is going to be kept at the new museum. That is certainly what George Allen has uh, said in some of his news articles. Everything will get transferred. But then we've also had an article from a cause director saying that hopefully everything will move to the new site. But if it doesn't, we will look at new viable sites for that. So, so Jack, effectively, there is no real plan in place, it sounds like. Not really, and, no. And, 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 it, and it seems to me that unless people like you and other volunteers and people in the town were putting pressure on Molson Cause, they probably wouldn't have a plan at all, which would which which would result in the mass destruction of every bit of brewing archive history left yeah. in Burn on Trent. So so it's 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 a bit of a shambles, I would suggest, that they haven't come to the table with a plan in place saying that this is how we're gonna store it, this is how we're gonna look after it. Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean, it, so, it does feel very rushed as well. So as a volunteer, we only found out with six weeks notice that uh, the museum would be closing. And for all of that six weeks, we have been working very hard, not only to deal with the high levels of visitors visiting the site, um, but we are also trying to plan what to do with our exhibits. And we have been reaching out to our MP uh, leader of the council, uh, but also to <laughs> cause directors uh, about what will happen. And we just don't really seem to be getting any response. Right. So we are coming to the end of what we, uh, what we'd outlined, what we wanted to discuss. So thank you everyone for joining. But before we do look to wrap up, George, the last bit we wanted to discuss was how this whole closure could have been handled a little bit better. It seemed that everyone found out about this at the same time. That's staff, volunteers, um, uh, you know, the wider population. It seems that it might have kept a bit on the on the QT from from the council and uh, Molten Core's perspective. But we're going to look at potentially how how things could have been handled a little bit better. So um, we'll we'll jump in. So yeah, if anyone wants to give the thoughts on yeah on that, I think I think it could have been handled a lot better if there had been some kind of public consultation and consultation with the members of the National Brewery Centre. I think if cause had been set, which is clear they are, if they are set on closing in the facility and, you know, the the generation of that, their Carling House site means they have no alternative to close the National Brewery Centre. If they had been very kind of vocal and public about that and invited members to discuss, I think it could have been almost almost turned into a positive thing for Molson Cause, getting the town involved, giving them the option, sort of being proactive about it all. But I think the way they got around it has, it has been possibly the worst way to go about something like this I have ever seen in my whole life. I think just to add on to that then, George, if I may, um, I mean, there was six weeks notice given. I mean, how the hell are you supposed to, really adjust or plan anything with six weeks worth of notice um so i just i just i just interrupt is that is that six weeks for you six weeks for for who is that well for just just well it was pretty much for everyone we all found out as you said at the same time and a, a deadline was was given and it was basically gave six weeks worth of notice so 
how on earth you're supposed to really come and plan and adjust and, and work that one out is, is a little bit of a shambles. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, but like I said earlier, they're, they're only technically going to be occupying a little bit of the museum to start with. They're not moving out of Carling House straight away. It's my understanding. If anyone wants to correct me on that, then feel free to. Um, so in theory, if they're not using the whole complex all at once, could they have not left it a little bit of it open for a little bit longer um, and, and really come to the table? And, and hopefully by then the council have got development plans in for the new museum and they could work hand in hand with one another and say, right, how are we going to move these remaining artefacts to the new museum? But the fact the shutter was pulled down so quickly um, and the fact they're not occupying it straight away just makes me wonder what, why it was needed to be done in such haste. Um, and perhaps, and this has been mounted by others, perhaps it would have been best if a cause had have done or still will do, sort of invest um, these artifacts in like a, a, a trust. So they, they almost relinquish ownership of it. Um, because in theory, they still own them. And even if they move them into a new, new museum, in theory, they could come back later and say, yeah, but we still own all this, so we're going to get rid of it anyway. So it, it kind of gives you, that, uh, you feel a bit distrustful towards them. So maybe that was something that should have been done that wasn't done. But like I say, it's just the speed of the whole thing is what really makes you wonder why this needs to be done so quickly. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no easy way to close the National Brewery Centre there's no easy way to make um, 50 people needlessly redundant, uh, unfortunately. And I think another thing that has been severely miscalculated in this announcement is just how emotive most of the cause employees, brewery employees, um, how angry they are about the closure. I mean, nobody is more passionate about brewing heritage than brewery employees. And the way that the backlash has come from these employees, I just don't think it's been considered um, by cause how many of their own employees feel about the closure of the brewery centre. Um, being from Burton, I've obviously spoken to a lot of cause employees, both present and past, and some that have been with cause for so long, they were also with Bass previously. And seeing their support for our museum and hearing even them say they are ashamed to be cause employees just shows that this has not been thought out very well if not at all i think one thing to add as well is that it might be coming across here that i think perhaps we're all really anti-cause but we're not really it's just a case of if, if this situation no, handled sure. better hmm. um you know we'll be happy with and, and they'll be happy. I mean, obviously, they still keep a lot of people in jobs in the town, and you have to be thankful for that. So I, I don't want you to sort of come across it. We're sort of having a bit of a slamming session. But yeah. um, no, yeah, in terms yeah, of the yeah, situation, yeah, like you say, in terms of the situation and sort of public relations, I, I think uh, we all could have done a bit better in the situation. Not anti-cause, but you, you can be anti this decision without being anti-cause, and I mm. think that's what a lot of people are. I mean, yeah. you've asked how could it be better handled? For me, openness, transparency and honesty, there's not been any of that from either the council or, of course. Uh, there was a six-week lead-in, and, and I believe there was only there was only a six-week lead-in because it gives people less time to campaign uh, to try and get it closed, to try and get it open. 
Cause uh, have said that uh, they had to close it on the 31st of October because that's what the council wanted. Uh, the council wanted to get on with the gener regeneration plans. But Cause are staying in their, their office until March 2024. So even though they're, they're selling it to the council, they're then leasing it back on what's called a peppercorn uh, uh, rent, which is effectively nothing, um, until March 2024. So that will give them a chance, they say, to get the National Brewery Centre ready for their office staff. Um, so they'll be staying there for another 14 months anyway. Uh, so honestly, openness, uh, sorry, openness and transparency, there needed to be a consultation exercise. It needed to be a longer lead in. And we needed to try and find alternatives around this and, and for the council to try and find alternatives in its negotiation strategy, which strategy we've caused. And that's not happened. Yeah, I think I think I agree with everything you've said. I think, you know, nobody particularly is anti-cause. I've I've. I've become very negative towards them because of how they've handled this and, and, it, and it overpowers, every, you know, kind of everything else they've done because they've handled this so, so terribly. It's been such a, such a balls up, you know, from, from, from start to finish, there's been, you know, it, it just leaks. It's like a leaky bucket. There's so many holes in it and it, and it just stinks to be honest from, 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 from my point of view, and I'm sure from many, many other people's point of view, yeah. it just reeks and it's not a good look for cause. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much you love Carling or how much you love Madry. It, 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 it's a bad look. People don't close museums in 2022 and get off lightly. It's it's not the done thing. But, you know, that's, that's all. Burton threatening to boycott cause products because of this. So he's not well, going to do the Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you exactly. also think that they might have learned from the last time as well, because the last time that they tried to close the museum in what two thousand and eight was it? Something yeah. like that. I mean, that that caused them such a public uh, PR relation embarrassment that you even had, the, uh, as far as I'm aware, the, the big the big chiefs, should we say, come across from the states and basically say, "This is hurting us. You need to come up with a solution." And I think stop, that's basically stop, stop. when planning solutions were drafted in. I think we're all in agreement. It can be handled a lot better. Um, it's it's really sort of well, I think it would have a, a lasting negative effect on cause in the town and nationally, and I think it might be something they'll never get over on a I don't know potentially a local scale, but if not if if not a national scale, because I think what they've done is 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 scandalous and it and it it doesn't really seem to have a uh, a coherent motive, you know, from from from, from most people's point of view um i just want to finish this off with a final thought from all of you you know two minutes why you're really upset it's closing you know like what what does it what does it far up in you you know i'll um i'll start with you uh stephen blakemore you can you can my old bandmate from Albany, and you can you can lead the way Right. How did you get this into two minutes? Well, I think I've basically covered a lot of it already, to be honest. I mean, it's part of this importance on a British and, and national level to see a collection that's that's wholesome at the moment to be sort of disbanded and, and sent in various directions, never seen again, is, is totally and completely tragic. Um, the speed in which everything's happened at and the fact it's the last vestiges we've got of what was once so great about this town makes it all the more so precious and uh, to have that removed from you um it just simply hurts you know it feels like you, i'm losing part of my identity part of what 
what makes me a Bertonian, what it is, like you said earlier, to, on the inside to be a Bertonian. And yes, it's all history. A lot of the malt houses and stuff have gone, but we had we had remnants of it, and that's where it all was, and, and nationally as well, national collections. And um, I just think it's totally heartbreaking, and I, I can't see any logic, rhyme or reason as to why it had to happen, uh, to put it quite short and blunt. Uh, Jack, do you want to go? Yeah, so as a Bertonian, it's an understatement for me to say that the decision to close the National Brewery Centre is an act of betrayal, really. It's a betrayal against the um, the local people. It's a betrayal against everybody that works in a brewery, uh, really. Everybody that wants to revisit their heritage. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, and furthermore, as someone that's been a volunteer at the National Brewery Centre for many years, and I'm not the only one, there's lots of other people, um, we are particularly um, just heartbroken by this announcement. Uh, it's a huge part of my life. So my grandfather works for Bass. My father is one of the redundancies at the National Brewery Centre. I, as one of the volunteers, um, I've just really got to rethink how I'm going to spend a lot of my time to try and help our heritage. So it, 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 there's a lot of pain, really. That's really what I'm feeling. Richard, do you want to have any thoughts? Yeah, well, we all live in a place called Burton. That place would not exist if it wasn't for breweries. Uh, and the National Brewery Centre paid homage to that, paid homage to that heritage, respected that heritage and showed that we're all uh, proud of that heritage and the reason why Burton was <laughs> was in existence and it's been closed by people from my perspective that don't share that pride uh, that don't share that respect for Burton um, and effectively in doing that they've st- they've stuck two fingers up to the history of Burton upon Trent and do not recognize why Burton on Trent is uh, is in existence uh, and I've just said sorry don't care about that so yeah it's a slight to slight on us all um, and it's cultural vandalism yeah i think i'll you know finish off my views i agree with everything everything everyone said i think it's a personal attack on anyone from burton i think it's a personal attack on anyone who has an interest in beer i think it says it says a lot about the state of not just burton but the country i feel like it, it it's a real attack on sort of geographical pride you i i feel very strongly that you should be proud of wherever you're from you know, I've 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 made my life choices to, to become a brewer and to open a brewery and this and that, based on where I'm from. If I was from elsewhere, I I I'm in no doubt I would not have gone down the route I have. So to me, it's incredibly personal, and I think on 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 a national level, it really is a disgrace that history and culture can be erased in the way it has been. And I feel like you know, I feel it's the wrong decision. I think it could have been handled much better. And to me, it's it, it, it's not just a shame about the museum. It's a shame because I've got I've, I've got lots of friends at Sharpsbury who are part of cause and I have nothing personal against them at all. But, you know, now, now that I've sort of spoken about it publicly, it, 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 is, it, it, is, it is a line of the sand, you know, it's a, it's a stance that I'm taking against their parent company and that, and that, and that may well cause a boundary, but, but I feel so strongly that this is the wrong decision that, this divide is something I have to take. 
on a on a on a personal level you know it's it, it's it's an attack on me it's an attack on my my life it's an attack on my heritage it's an attack on the town that I was born in and I, I I cannot abide by it I have to speak out about it so 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 real quickly guys how do you help how do you help this collection of exhibits this this stamp on the UK this this location for brewing heritage both for Burton and for the nation how do you help secure the exhibits how do you help protect them in the future so we've had huge public support and I really can't thank people enough for what they have already done for us uh, the best way that people can help us is really just to get on our Facebook page, which is Save Our National Brewery Centre. If they go on there, they can keep up to date with all the news as it unfolds, everything that's going on uh, in the current site and the proposals for the future. We've also updated our plans on protests that we are having. Uh, the next council meeting is a public one. So we've posted details on that so people can attend this um, public meeting. They can hear what the councillors are saying regarding the purchase of Carling House. And we will be keeping everything up to date on there with any further protests that we are arranging. I think in addition to what you just said, Jack, I think the main point as well is here is, is we need to make sure that we, we don't go silent on the matter. We keep applying yeah. the pressure and we keep holding these people accountable and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until they just do something. If they get fed up of hearing us making all this commotion, then good, you know, um, yeah. because I suspect the moment we all start going quiet on it is the moment they start thinking, well, they clearly didn't care that much anyway. And uh, I honestly don't think any of us are going to, are going to sit down and shut up about this anytime soon quite right so mm. you've got to keep the pressure on and keep moving forward I mean, yeah we we'll work with them but ultimately we've got to keep pressure on and absolutely yeah. keep exposing the truth of what's happening and the truth of what they're intending to do and you know jack has mentioned he had a conversation they wanted to stick some of the articles some of the stuff in a containers and we exposed that and then they quickly changed tack and the MP says she wants a public meeting. That was six weeks ago. You know, she's done nothing since. And we're keeping the pressure on her to try and get a public meeting going, you know, to bring all parties around the table. So all we're doing is exposing the truth, keeping the pressure on and keep telling people what's happening because, you know, they're not saying us, but the best we can do is tell people. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're all right. But I, I just want to say from behalf yeah. of for all of us, thank you, Stephen, for hosting us on the podcast. Thank you for giving us the platform to, to talk about this because I feel like not many people have, not many people are willing to talk about this. I appreciate all of you, Jack Burrow, Stephen Blakemore, Richard Grove, and the, for, 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 for coming on this podcast, talking about it publicly, because I think we're all doing the right thing. And, you know, I think in the, you know, 10 years down the line, we'll all look back and think, yeah, I'm glad I spoke about it. I'm glad I stood up. I'm glad I, you know, had a stance on this. So yeah, thank you, Stephen, for hosting us really you know we we all really appreciate it and uh, we hope that this podcast will bring some attention to what is going on right now in burton on trent with morrison cause and the national brewery center no you're more than welcome and obviously you guys thank you for for, for coming on and, and sharing your views because ultimately as i've said and, and most people know as a as a, a leeds born and raised resident it, it doesn't directly affect me but i think obviously the 
the timing of it as much as anything as the the handling of it you know the the short notice but if, especially when the whole industry currently as somebody who works in the industry is under attack you know significant attack at the moment with everything with rising costs and pubs closing and breweries closing and everything else it's just something else that at the moment we as an industry did not need because it's just another step closer to like someone said earlier just sweeping our history under the carpet and sweeping a, a massive part of our industry under the carpet and and we're not alone in in this you know this fight against you know rising costs and and cost of living crisis etc but hopefully by by doing this and sharing our collective views and thoughts people will take notice and hopefully it will get shared and i've got support of um like roger Protz. he's he, he, he couldn't make it tonight unfortunately but he said he'll he'll share it they'll he's been very supportive he's been very supportive yeah, Roger. so he's he said he'll listen and share it as far as he can obviously the the he also wrote a very good book on burtonist brewing as well that i'd recommend to anyone should they wish to read it very easy and informative yeah book. exactly you know and he's you know one of the main champions of our history and heritage you know he founded the 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 guild of british beer writers which i which i'm part of and like you said covering the history of, of our heritage and uh, and brewing landscape it's people like that that carry the torch that educate people and make it what it is so i'll certainly try and share it as far and wide and hopefully it'll get out to as many people as possible and and i'll i'll try and do my bit because like i said i'm not a resident but i appreciate the significance of it and i've, I've visited the attraction before and it is criminal that it, it is just you know it has now shut but been shut and suddenly just all bunged like saying shipping containers or wherever it gets bunged it's it's not right so like, like you said Stephen, hopefully if people keep you know, banging the drum, keep making the noise and rattling the cage. Hopefully, they'll uh, something will happen to to you know a compromise of of whatever it might be, or or keep the the doors open and the lights on. But we will see, we will see. But no, thank you all for for coming on. And George, thank you for uh, approaching me in the first place yeah, look, to as, as a for platform to be part of us. it. So uh, I'm I'm happy to be to be part of it and to to share the message as as far and wide as I can. <laughs>